0: Audio podcast show Diary of an Adorable Fat Girl, Chapter Six. I was excited but quite nervous after seeing Ted at Fat Club. He had no not responded to any of my calls or replied to any of my texts, so this felt like the only way to, to talk to him. I really pissed him off. I just wanted everything to be okay between us again. I wanted him in my life. Janice wasn't going this week, so there was no chance of us having our three musketeers gathering in the pub afterwards. Perhaps just Ted and I could go. That would be nice. In a tribute to that thought, I dispensed my usual big black cover-everything coat and what? Wa- wa- a cherry-red cardigan instead. I then put the black coat on top, of course, because I'm not an idiot. I've been in communication with Janice many times over the week i been to visit her. she has been feeling better all the time. I started seeing, started seeing such a psychiatrist, which she said was helping her a lot. On my last trip to see her, just last night, I swore to her to secrecy. I told her that I really liked Ted. I didn't realise how much I liked him at first, but now I did. I also told her about the night from hell when I tripped eyes all the way over to Wimbledon to see him. Janice laughed at that bit. She lo- loved the idea of me at the party, not knowing anyone, but pretending that I did. My God, woman, you cheer me up, she said. That this is the sad bit, I said. What part of this is cheering you up? In truth, though, it was bloody first school. That it was, it that it was funny, sitting here drinking free drinks. She said, and if it had been well. I could have come with you. Ted was already at the fat club when I walked in, but there were people sitting either side of him. I couldn't get right next to him. Instead, I waved and smiled at him from my seat. He just looked down at his notes. I tried to call him so many times and sent dozens of friendly texts apologising. I left a message saying I can't wait to see him on Tuesday night. He didn't reply to anyone until this morning, when he sent a simple one saying, See you tonight. Not exactly a ringing endorsement of our friendship. At least he was communicating with me. The other thing I should tell you is that I have lost some more weight. Being my total loss to fourteen pounds. Fourteen stone pounds. Can you believe that? That's a stone, that is. A bloody stone. Come on, Mary, said Lisa. your turn to talk. Tell us how your weight went. Ted had spoken before me. And updated everyone, Janice. So I did that she went said eleven, which but she's feeling much better now. Everyone clapped, and then murmurs of small, filled the room. How was your week been, apart from that, said, asked Liz? Tell me about your eating. Okay, I said. I'm managing not to shove down lots of food. i lost some weight, and I feel much better. I'm generally feeling like I might be able to do it this time. You know, shift a lot of weight, and get myself healthier and fitter. That's wonderful news, said Liz, uh, she put a green streaks in her hair and she was wearing a pink cardigan. How is it all making you feel? Good, I said, preparing to sit down. Sometimes when people have been using food as crutch for a long time, it really felt the absence of it when it's taken away. You need something else. Have you been drinking more, walking more, gambling, buying clothes, or doing something else in an obsessive way? She asked. Try to share everything so we can really help one another. No, I'm okay, I said. Good, said Lisa. That's really good to hear. You haven't shared with the group quite as much as the others have about the reasons for overeating in the first place. You hinted right at the beginning of the course that something had happened to you when you were younger. If you decided that you want to talk about that? We're all here for you. Thanks, I'm okay, thanks, I said. Right. Well, let's end it here for this week, said Lisa. I turned to talk to Ted, but he jumped up and headed out of the room. No goodbye, not a word. Mary, if you want to talk, but but don't necessarily want to share your feelings with the group. You can always call me, she said, but don't feel like you're alone, will you? No, I said, still watching the door that sounds slammed shut after Ted's hasty vulture. I won't, thank you. Chapter Seven. One week later, section 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 five of Fat Club. Hello, everybody. D- 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 there, I said. I was standing around by the bins, shouting up at the window. Hello. Silence. Not a whisper. How old? Luckily, I was I, I was in plenty of time for Fat Club. It didn't start for another half hour, so there's no panic. But it would have been useful get some sort of response. I wandered into the street, looked up and down and settled on the wall and checked through my messages. Hi, it's me, I typed in. I'm outside your flat. I shouted out at your window. It's like some sort of loony, but you can't hear me. Please come down before someone calls the police and they arrest me. I put a smiley face off the message. It indicated I was only joking about the police coming, but I was very serious about wanting that i uh, come out soon. This <coughs> was the problem when someone you know has tried to harm herself, and you're forever worried she might do it again. Every time Janice has not replied to a text or not taken my call, I've been thrown into a blind panic about where she is and what she's doing. Right like now, Janice's home is, was in darkness in front of me. Bar one lit window, I spent 15 minutes shouting up the solitary light, There'd been no response. I rang the doorbell again while simultaneously calling... Huh. She knew I was coming to meet her, so we could travel to the fat club. Spoken only this morning. Shit. What should I do? She doesn't answer. Who should I call? Janice, it's me again. Look, no problem. If you don't want to come tonight, no pressure at all. I need to know you're okay. Please send me a text to tell me that everything's alright. X. Nothing. About ten minutes until fat club, I it's due to start. Twenty minutes after the time I'd arranged to be at Janice's house. This is odd, bollocks. I couldn't sit here all evening and miss Fat Club. What would what would be the point of that? But I had to check that Janice is okay. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go anywhere until I heard from her. Every partner we wanted to ring Ted. I knew he'd been able to help. He knew what to do, but I also knew the last thing he wanted was me to call for him. I banged on the door again, shouting out the window. Hey Dennis, it's me, Mary. I've come to t- walk to that cup with you. <laughs> Are you there? Nothing. Perhaps I, if I text Ted, it wouldn't be so awful, would it? Hi, I'm outside Dennis's house. I've arranged to meet her 20 minutes ago, but there's no sign of her. Not sure what to do, I wrote. he started, he's called straight away. Ted, I'm really worried, I said. There's no sign of her. I'm shouted and text, but no one's come to the door. OK, don't worry. I'm just pulling up outside the community centre. I'll come over there now. What's the address? I gave the address and took about a minute for his car to come screeching down the road. He jumped out running towards me, a silver of loose-fitting jogging buttons. I just can't get any answer from her, I said. Ted bent the door in a very manly fashion and eventually we heard a shout from a lady in the window above. Will you just go away, she said in an old odd sunny voice. I stepped back so I could see. She was indeed very elderly and looked quite scared. Is Janice here there? I said. No, there's no one called Janice here, she replied. Stop screeching at my door, will you? Are you sure we were at the right place? I asked Ted. Yes, I said, opening my phone. Look at the text sent Janice sent with address in it. Yes, this is it, I said triumphantly It says ten A, Bath Avenue. No, this is Bath Road, she said, said, Ted. We're in the wrong place, you numpty. We wandered at high speed down the steps, jumped into Ted's car, and whizzed around to Bath Road. There, sure enough, standing outside Ted he was jealous, a coat wrapped around her against the cold, looking slightly miffed. Sorry, sorry, I said as we pulled to a, halt, to, a halt ne- to a halt next to her. I went to the wrong address. I'm an idiot. But why haven't you? Got your phone turned on. Oh shit, said Janice, looking down at the phone, seeing the messages I left and the calls I tried to make. I left it on mute from when I was in the hospital earlier. Sorry. hospital Ted and I, quite a nuisance, glancing at each other. Just a checkup, nothing to worry about, said Janice. All three of us bombed down to the community centre, running through the doors. Fifteen minutes after class had started, I'm sorry we're late, I said. At least, face lit up at the sight of us. It is completely my fault. She doesn't know her avenues from our road, said Ted. I looked at him and smiled. Ted smiled back. Yes. It was a moving session in which Janice tried to explain to a group of overweight people why she tried to take her own life without saying it was because she was overweight. She talked about the misery and anger she felt and how she felt judged, rejected and horrible. Everyone smiled. She was preaching to the converted. Every one of us were, but every one of us was wondering how she got so low. We all had moments of frustration, anger and despair. But what happened to Janice to make her think that death was an alternative to dieting? Afterwards we headed for the pub. Janice was emotionally drained after speaking out about her attempted suicide. So stayed quiet for the most of the time most of the time. Ted seemed relaxed and happy, so we downed his pipe and flicked through some on his phone. It wasn't quite the same as he'd been in the past. With Ted and me laughing and joking constantly, but it was a step in the right direction. At least we could get along together. Does it help to talk about it like that? I asked Janice. You know, show you details of, of it. I find it really, really hard to go into all the details about emotions and feelings. I'm happy to people to tell people about my food and taking my weight, but as soon as the questions start about how I feel, what motions is put on? I came up straight away. We noticed, said Janice, touching my leg affectionately. I agree with you. It's horrible to talk about it. You feel very vulnerable. It's a bit silly at the time, but it does make you feel better afterwards. Good, I said. I'm glad you're feeling better. I looked up. Ted was staring at me, me with narrowed eyes. The weirdest thing, he said. What? Janice chorused. It doesn't matter. What doesn't matter? Nothing. He said, nothing. It's not important. I treat now. Said so Janice. You have to tell us what's on your mind. Oh, I'm just calling from Facebook. Some friends have got pictures from a drink party they had a couple of weeks ago. I didn't go to it, but there's a woman in the pictures. She's kind of sneaking around in the background. She seems to be in every picture. My friends have all circled her, written it. Does, does anyone know who it is? And the other thing is, it looks exactly like you, Mary. Chapter 8, session, session, session 6, The Final Session of Fat Club. In total, over the six weeks that these sessions have been looking going for, I lost 19 pounds of comfortably down the dress size. I feel better than ever, and I met a man I really like. And that's the good news. The less good news is, I've still not about, I've still got about 60 pounds to lose. A man I like is, is aware that I may... A great crash of party to all his friends, that I wasn't invited to, and I crept around the background like some sort of lunatic. I didn't anything, but he mentioned it last week, of course. Despite the fact that Janice was sitting there, she knew it would be true. But it looks just like you, he said, while well, I tried to change the conversation by looking, taking, asking both whether they liked my boots. It was only then that I realised the boots I was trying to distract them were the same ones I was wearing in the picture. I took my foot off the table and drowned my wine. What drinks anyone? Eventually Ted let it go, let it go. Though I could see him looking from my from my from looking from my handbag to my coat and thinking a woman in the picture was exactly the same stuff as you. He'd he right very every right to be confused. I couldn't offer any sort of explanation that would assure him about my sanity. I just stayed silent. That was the last week. That was last week. Went back in our run-down community centre for the last session of what has been an amazing course. Everyone was there except Liz. This is the first time she hasn't been here before, grinning warmly while dressed in some peculiar outfit and waiting to greet us all, like toddlers on our first day of nursery. I'm sorry, she said, bowling bowling in dress and a clary coat clutching piles of literature and folders, looking wind-stepped and uncapped i have so many bits of paper to give you i just went and left them all at home i had to turn right back and the traffic was terrible all okay now though right how is everyone feeling There was murmurs of great general happiness from people as they just took off her coat to reveal a bright purple jumper black trousers and pink-green shoes. It's a fairly moderate outfit for her, but the shoe choice was remarkable, to say the least. Let's go round the room, one final time. I want to tell you about the next stage in the Overeaters programme, said Liz. Janice, let's start for you. Is that OK? I know we spoke a little bit during the week, but I'm sure everyone in the room is keen to find out how you're feeling. I'm fine, honestly. No one needs to worry, said Janice. You've all been so incredibly kind and supportive. I can't tell you what a difference it made. Uh, I'm sorry, this is very emotional for me to talk about, but I just hit a real low point a few weeks ago. I didn't mind what happened. I don't know what happened to me over the edge, but I had this blinding moment when I just couldn't, didn't want to be here. Now I look back and I can't quite understand what happened in my head. I didn't recognise. The person who was so low they couldn't face the future. I made a promise to Liz. If anyone like that ever happen, ever, if anything like that ever happens again, I talk to someone. Talk to you guys, to be honest, because I've learned from all, all your kind messages and sympathetic calls. Is that I met some friends for life on this call. So it's great. I'm so grateful for you, to you all. Janice Jenny spoke about the fuller psychological help she'd been getting and how much she would benefit from talking through for, for her feelings, worries, and concerns. I know it sounds odd, this old, whole therapy thing. I mean, how how can just talking about an issue make it better? In some ways, you might think it may will make it worse. Talking about things might make them bigger in your mind, but it's not doesn't. It's, it's not like that. I generally feel if the problems the pressure uh, uh, and the pressure they exert I mean you're lifted by talking them through it's over getting them out of your mind when you share them you know what it's like when you Talking might make you bigger in your mind, but it's not like, I generally feel if the problems, the pressure they exert on me are lifted by talking them through. It's just you're getting them out of your mind when you share them. You know what it's like when you have negative thoughts, just they're frustrating in your mind. They grow distort and become like little monsters in in there. The help you have given me all, coupled with the psychological help I'm getting, made me happier, more content than I felt for years. So thank you very much. Everyone. This is an enormous, enormous round of applause when she finished. I stood up and started clapping above my head. People looked at me as if I was a nuts, so I sat back down again. Veronica spoke next, I still wasn't sure about her, which probably probably a bit mean, because I didn't know her at all, I mean, she was probably lovely, but there was something unattractive about the way she seemed to want to talk about her modelling career all the time, I was really good gym masters when I was young, I mean really good, I competed all over the world, but I don't mention that every time I open my mouth, somehow it felt wrong too, self adventure to be appropriate. Don't stand up and tell everyone how great you are. This is Fat Club, for, for God's sake. What more would it be? Do we need to hear about your life as a size 6 model? One of the things I find really hard is letting go of the fact that I used to be a model, she said. I must admit, I went, I thought straight away, here we go again. Margaret, well, do, do tell us about your modelling career. You're desperate to hear everything about it, but tell us... But she surprised me. I'm not saying that. But being a model is important. Gosh, it's not like you're trying to find a cure for cancer, or help dying children, kids. It's one of those professions that because it affects you away from work, it starts to seep into your life. If you work in a shop, once the shop's closed, you don't have to work in a shop. It's simple, straightforward as that. If you want to go out and take a have a huge takeaway and get drunk. You've got. You, I'm not going. It's not going to have any impact on your job all, so When you're a model, you still have to live like a model. Even if the catwalk shows are weeks away, and you're not, you're not earning a paddy for the profession. You've got. You can't go out for dinner, stuff yourself. You can't do anything that's going to make your skin look bad, make you fat, or make you in any way unattractive. I'd go on holidays and still be eating cots of wool instead of food and drinking lots of water and pa- panicking like mad about whether some would damage my skin or the salt water affect my hair. If you were a model, you're, if you a model, your model every minute of the day, just when the, doesn't, not just when the shops open. Can you imagine what sort of pressure that crisis creates? No one can live with that, which is why so many models go off the rails and end up drinking tons of, taking tons of drugs or sorting whisk, whiskey to cope, cu- cope with the, the hunger and the pain. Truth is, you can't live a life when you're always on show, constantly being judged, without being having something to lean on, something to lean on. Hardly ever eating and being permanently exhausted is a rubbish way to live. I would with it or, or binge eating. And because of this I developed bulimia. Not a very good bulimia because I pop a load of weight, as you can see from the state of me. But Bulimia nevertheless, I binge and binge. Till late at night when everyone else is asleep and make myself sick cry myself to sleep. Then I have a shower, eat half an apple, head back to the and do more mony. It's rubbish and affected me deeply. Now I have don't have any idea how to eat properly. I never really learned about that. Food for me has always been a comfort, a warm blanket to wrap around myself. Then the world felt nasty when the world felt nasty and cruel. I know I can be a bit standoffish at times and don't find it very easy to socialise and meet new people. But it's been lovely to be here and to meet everyone to realize not only that I'm not alone but it's all going to be okay because that's how it feels you know it feels like it's all going to be okay I know with hard work I can get rid of the demons I've got some brilliant new friends so thank you everyone I applauded for Uncle Mildly when she finished when it was then it was my turn I wasn't sure what to say I felt so drained about the last two talks after the last two talks. Been so moving listening to them. But I knew I wasn't able to share my past with people in the same way. I started in the to share my present and my future. These sessions have changed my life, I said. I came here wanting to lose weight. I've lost quite a lot. To be fair, I've gone down at almost two dress sizes. I feel about a million times better. But I also gained more than I have lost. I gained confidence. I've realized that I'm not alone. There are other people struggling too. Matt, you guys are very inspiring. There are two people who I've come particularly friend with. That's Janice and Ted. I like to thank them for their friendship. I also like to make a bit of connection. We'll make mistakes so we, as we go through life. And I made it. a few recently. One massive one, a guy I really like, let's call him Tarzan, asked me out. I said yes. When another guy, really rather well, vain and iterative guy, let's call him the wanker, suggested I meet up if it was the same night. There's so, reasons I can't explain. <coughs> My change plans, I changed pants. and went out with the Wanker instead and dumped Tarzan. Can you imagine anything more ridiculous? Dumping Tarzan, going out with a Wanker. Anyway, so I went out with Wanker and realized he was just using me. I was bonkers, really liked the first guy, Tarzan. So I rushed out of Wanker's house and tried calling. Tars and loads and loads. But he didn't return my calls. So I even went out the evening to a party he was supposed to be at. But he wasn't there. And all his friends were looking at me trying to work out what the earth I was doing there. I looked over at Ted and saw him smile. He realised it'd been me in those photos, sulking around at the back of those back of the drinks party. Anyway, I don't know why I'm telling you all this, I so continued. I just wanted you to know that a kind of lovely, generally nice guy is better than an arsehole in a nice suit. I sat down to confused looks and half-claps. No one really knew who Tarzan was. Liz was nodding, but I could see that she had no idea why I shared my bizarre dating story with a group either. Ted was looking down the floor. I might never see him again, but at least he knew the truth. We met... I liked him and deeply regretted behaving the way I had. Less of us handed out lots of information for us to keep, including the details about the next stage, a 12-week course starting in two months. I would definitely do, go, thought, Was I my things together and gave Janice a big hug. It It turned out Janice was going as well. So that was good. At least I know someone I said goodbye to anyway. Went to the coat stand to collect my coat. Ted was standing there. You okay, Jane? He said. Jane? No, I'm Mary. Oh, for God's sake, woman. Me, Tarzan, you, Jane. There was a gasp of understanding from all the others in the group. They all knew why I told the story. Oh, yes, I'm fine, I said, feeling my cheeks scorch and turn a shade of scarlet. If that nickname sticks, I'll never forgive you, said Ted. Looking, uh, giving me a little hug that told me everything will be okay. Look, I have to go away for the next few days or what. Do you fancy catching up when I get back? We could go out for dinner or a drink or something. Oh, I love that, I said. Good, he replied, winking at me, making my insides somerset with joy. Ted left and looked around the room, though was smiling at me. He's lovely, you two make a fab couple, she said. I know, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going in for a drink. When he's back, is that like a date? Do you think? God, yes," said Veronica. "Have you got yourself? You got yourself a date, young lady. What are you going to wear? I don't know. I might buy something new. I haven't been shopping for ages," I said. "Oh, I might try buying a new dress. What do you think? I think you should definitely do that," said Veronica. "Why don't I come with you? It'd be a great chance to get to know someone. Know one. Get to know one another better." And I do know a little bit about fashion, what looks good, after all these years of modelling. What do you think? I love that, I said. Just text me, OK? Let me know when you're free, and we'll meet up and get you the most knockout dress imaginable, said Munga. I said, here's the tour to the exit. I mean, we'll make it a fun day with wine, as well as shopping fab, I said. I haven't felt so happy for weeks. End.